Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring because of this gentleman. Solely because of this gentleman. This is it. All right, uh, the guy who calls the games for the most exciting team in baseball, which I used to be able to say that about you, Don Arcillo. Remember those days when you say, hey, this is the guy that called the games for the most exciting team in baseball back in 2007, 2008? I do recall that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's good to see it's it's good to see you um, in your brown and, and gold and, and and out milling around amongst the stars here at the Padres. So Don, I guess the first question is 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 it weird? Like you've been here for a few years now with the Padres. This is this is bizarre. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It, it's it turned about two years ago. Um, believe it or not, this is my eighth Padres season wow, coming up. It has gone by so fast. Uh, but a, a couple years ago, Peter Seidler uh, took over sort of the, the reins and, and made it clear to everybody at Major League Baseball that um, he doesn't want to win one World Series. He wants to win three or four. And But first and foremost, wants to win the first World Series in the history of the franchise. That is goal number one. So we knew that. Now, how much money he was going to spend, to what extent that was going to look like, and what it was going to look like on paper, who the players were going to be, what the particulars were, no idea. Now you sit here and you understand the entire blueprint. You understand his commitment. You understand the amount of money that he's put into it. And it is uh, really the most exciting period in Padres history. Um, The last couple years being in the postseason. Last year getting to the NLCS, coming up a little bit short. uh, But getting past a a Dodgers team that uh, dominated the Padres during the regular season. How how do you rate that rivalry, by the way? It's pretty good. It's 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 a pretty good one. Turned into... For me, in my background, Red Sox-Yankees, because uh, the games are all four hours, you know, I mean, and they're intense. The problem 
last year, the regular season was very one-sided. The Dodgers won 15 and 19 in the regular season games. But as we know, those games don't mean anything. It's the postseason, and the Padres were able to win the NLDS. And it's two hours away. I mean, even the it's, Red Sox Yankees are yeah. four hours, right? I mean, yeah. so people, I think, sleep on that because they want to say, oh, Dodgers are chance. No, man, like with everything that's going on now, yeah. this is it. These rosters are more comparable. And, oh, oh, yeah. And they are, you know, and now I, I feel like with the loss of the Turners up there, um, you know, with Justin and Trey gone and, and, you know, Bellinger wasn't great there the last couple of years, but he was a big part of that club. Uh, they're a little different looking now, and I, I sort of feel like the Padres heading into this year Ooh, hope to turn fire. things boom, boom. around <laughs> as far as the regular season goes. Hey, well, I want to geek out the broadcast stuff because I like, I like talking about the, the way of the world when it comes to how broadcasts are done. Um, and I said this. I said, I've said this, and I've, maybe I've said it to myself. I don't know. But when it comes to how broadcasts are done, I think that you are so ahead of the curve when it comes to this stuff. I feel like now how you guys do it, which is obviously conversational, fun, respect to the moment at the right time. But just take me back to sort of how you've seen sort of broadcasts evolve in that respect. Okay, well, I have to say that I I do broadcasting differently for whatever I'm doing. Um, I do 10 to 12 national games during the regular season, both for TBS and Fox, and then postseason for TBS. And I do those games very differently because they're national games. Now, I have a philosophy that I've had since since now. Really is that uh, a local broadcast is that you are local, you are one of them. I, you know, when I was in Boston, of course, uh, grew up uh, in New Hampshire, uh, born in Melrose Wakefield, mm-hmm. uh, and went to Northeastern, interned for Joe Castiglione uh, on Red Sox Radio and Ken Coleman, eighty nine and ninety. So uh, I was one of them there, and that was a, a crucial part for me. To when I got to Boston, I was very comfortable. I mean. It was home. Um, so, but I guess my point is, like everything that you said is my philosophy as far as uh, local broadcasts go, and 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 the local broadcast is different from the national broadcast because the local broadcast is every day. Yeah. And Joe Stiglione said something to me when I first started uh, that really helped me out. He said two things. First of all, I had done ten years of minor league radio when I got my major league job, and I didn't really know anything about TV. He said, "Put a caption underneath the picture." Don't be Captain Obvious. <laughs> and it was great advice, number one. Number two, he said, local TV is about wearability. And I you know, I didn't really understand the term, but you, you can't annoy people because you're going to annoy people whether you want to or not because you're on all summer in their living rooms for six months every day for three and a half, you know, sometimes four hours. So uh, wearability is not annoying people, but just, you know, just discussion, conversation, yes. uh, let them get to know you, show some personality. Don't miss anything. The game is the thing. Eyes on the field at all times. We never miss anything in Boston, and we're not missing anything here. Uh, Any major event that's going to take place, we're going to be all over it. But it's two guys, as you said, kind of sitting in a bar watching a game together. Yes. And that's baseball. It's fun. That's local baseball, in my point of view. And it's always worked out. So do you feel like it's evolved even more so? Like, And I've said this. Um... You know, people's attention spans, obviously, I don't know if you know this, people's attention spans. Zero. Zero. <laughs> they went from like a half to zero. Yeah. And But so we have to be mindful of that, right? right? I mean, so do you get the sense that even the last, say, five years, maybe even, I say even maybe even since the pandemic, 
that this is the way that people consume things that we have to look at it differently. Absolutely. And you got to be cognizant of the fact that people are not going to be locked in on everything you say for three and a half hours. They're going to be in. They're going to be out. They're going to leave at some breaks, go to commercial. They're going somewhere else. They're going to their phone. They're going wherever, their tablet. So uh, with that in mind, uh, you have to keep things fresh. You have to account for the fact that they've not been there for the entire time. And you got to bring something else. Yeah. I, I really That's my whole... That goes along with my philosophy as far as doing local games is that you got to bring something else besides what's there. You cannot just do balls and strikes and old school baseball. That time is gone. And I think, it, you know, the success that, that I've had here in San Diego it, and my partner's philosophy is exactly the same. Uh, it, 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 it works, you know, and it is working. So I, I'm a real believer in it. Do you find yourself at this point in your career and like finding the groove that you are with Mark and, and, and that is also, it's not hard to do. Like, it's not like you, you, you go to like broadcasting school, right? right? Yep. Like, this is what you have to do. Boom, 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 boom. Now it's, it's okay. This, as you said, it's roll out the game, respect the big moments. Absolutely. Most importantly, have fun. And like, it's it. easy to have fun. Have fun, make it conversational. Uh, I think the thing that really has, um, impressed me is that you know i thought okay well there's some older people that are not going to like that and but it, as it turns out we finished first last year in the older demographic which let's let's be honest you know baseball for the yeah. most part is but we finished first 15 to 24 which uh told me that the young fans are there too now are they there for the baseball they're there for the other stuff it's hard to say but whatever it is it's working and it's my philosophy i'm not going to change it no one's asked me to change it uh and we're having a bunch of fun here and i know it's a lot more fun winning uh than losing that's made a big difference too for us yes winning's it's much more fun (laughs) what was your worst padres team and now i'm kidding oh there were some bad ones we never lost 100 games in any of my seasons but we were in the 90s a couple of times and it was you know it was really difficult uh, you basically lost two out of every three games in a series everywhere you went. With not person, with no per, uh, not personalities. No. So you, but now you have, you know, like this cavalcade of stars. And- yes. Yeah, it, it is um, 100% different than my first three years uh, there. Things started to turn a little bit because, you know, during all that losing, they were putting the farm system together huge. And then I ended up uh, the first farm system there for two years, basically. Uh, a lot of depth. A lot of those guys were traded off. Most of those guys, honestly, were traded off uh, to get where we are today. Um, but it, it was a it was a bridge. Uh, it was a long bridge. Uh, but we still had fun. I still had a blast. Yeah. I love San Diego. Well, that's another big part of it. If, yeah. if people see you having fun, we had you, better, you, better, you better have fun when the team's not good. We lost, you yeah, know, yeah. 75% of the time. Yeah. But we had a great time. Uh, Petco Park is an awesome place to do yeah. games. San Diego is a great place. Um, and, and really, honestly, the people that were losing on the field they were good people they're good character players or people that you cared about so i mean it was uh, I, n- I never looked at it as uh, a negative other than the wins and losses at the end of the year is it- with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
hard to go back to the broadcasting thing. You, I still see kids, and they're well, very well-meaning. They're trying to do the right thing. They're trying, but is it hard to explain to like what we're talking about to kids coming out of college? To oh, kids coming, schools? yeah, broadcast schools. It, it, it is because 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 like okay, you know what? Don't worry about the voice inflection. Don't right. worry about the you know the the, the, the wave of stats. Oh. Put it all in your head. Right. But the kids, I, I swear, that's hard to do when you're when you're told I just spent X amount of money for broadcast school. No, and with that, and the, and the people that are teaching it are the same people that are teaching yes. it twenty years ago. Yes, and that's how you did it twenty years ago, and that's how that's the blueprint. Um, so I, I think it is changing in some some schools. Uh, I think that they are getting a better understanding for all the things you said before about uh, you know the capacity for people to, to hang in there with you and, and watch you know for a long period of time without going somewhere else. Uh, there are so many different factors. The job has changed dramatically. What hasn't changed is the way I do the games. Uh, the way I did the games with Jerry. The way I do the games with Mud here. Uh, that hasn't changed at all. And this will be my 23rd season of, of doing it this way. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Jerry Remy. I mean, that was, that was tough for all yeah. of us, right? And so, um, what is the thing that we, when we reflect, Jerry Remy, of course, passed away last year. But what is the thing that you look back at? at Jerry and say with all the things that we're talking about like you talking about Joe Castiglio and talking about a caption under the yeah what's the thing that you take away from Jerry friendship uh, more than anything else um, his guidance I think everybody who arrives at the major league level has to have a veteran take them under their wing I mean like little stupid stuff like where to sit on the charter where to sit on the bus uh, when not to be heard um uh, you know, getting around stadiums around Major League Baseball, TV in general, I knew nothing about when I arrived. And he took me under his wing and, and really basically turned me into a major leaguer. I, I had no idea. I was so green. Yeah, 10 years in the minor leagues is a long time to be riding the buses, but... You doing, know, like I said, doing radio, not doing even TV. Radio, and you don't know anything about the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. You really don't. It, it prepares you in that you've done a bunch of games, and you know you have a style, I guess, but you get there, and you just don't know anything about the majors. And he taught me so much about the game, about uh, TV, um, about friendship, and um, you know I, I miss him so much. It's so weird. We When I left Boston and came to San Diego, we would text daily, and um, it was for a long time, you know, and uh, so this day, I still go to grab my phone to text him something you know? really? yeah. um, but I, and I know exactly how he feel about it I mean we were really really close and I, and I just miss him dearly you say awesome job in San Diego <laughs> please catch a fish for me uh, but it's it is uh, it, it is such a is such a I'm so happy for you that you've, that you've done because obviously we have so much fun I mean isn't that what it's about right? it, it is it is and you know and, and as I said before winning makes a big difference and, and this team has been so much fun uh, it's been electric to watch the players uh, it's going to be great to have Fernando Tatis Jr. back uh, it's great for me personally to have Xander here now uh, a guy that I've had a relationship so it's with amazing. I mean he said that you were the final piece of the puzzle <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to I don't want to spoil it for anybody uh, it was so good yeah. to see him when he walked oh, in. Like, like, oh my goodness. I've known him since 2013 and uh, he is just such a, a great guy and he's going to be great for this clubhouse. He's a great leader and uh, I can't wait to watch him play again. Can, can I, and this is the last thing because we're here to educate young minds and for, I feel like this is going to be a great tutorial that, that broadcasting professors who, like you said, don't know what they're talking about. Um, <laughs> I don't think I quite said that. Uh, no, I said that. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm just joking. But can use as popping the, pop the tape and, and just play this 
uh, when we talk about TV in in uh, radio, and first of all, sorry, uh, first of all, I did seven TV games with you. All right, I always use this, and so like obviously I don't know what I'm doing, but and Jerry was sick and I filled in, and I always remember. I, I'll never forget this. We did a game in Tampa, and we got into it, which basically, if I could put in my on, on my um, on my in my media guide of accomplishments, I got into a laughing fit with you, right? <laughs> so I got into one of the laughing fits where we couldn't talk, and the producer gets it. Oh, okay, guys, reel it in. The next day at the Vinoy pool, because of course that's where you're gonna be. Um, I said, hey, Don, man, I'm sorry. He's like, are you kidding me? That's the only thing anyone's going to remember from that broadcast. 100%. Right? It's unbelievable. I mean, I it, it's funny. You know, all the years I've been doing this, people say, oh, I, I love Pizzagate or, you yeah. know, the boob grab or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or whatever else, you know, and the things that have happened in San Diego. And it's like no one ever says, hey awesome call on the grand slam or whatever or uh you know i I think of all the things that i didn't bother between david ortiz's 500 three no hitters uh no one's ever said boy that was an awesome clay buckles no hitter call (laughs) not one no not one that was an awesome clay buckles no hitter well i appreciate it but i mean you had you had you had hideo nomo your first game first game camden yards was hideo nomo i was a little tight just a little bit Uh, a little nervous yeah i'll tell you what didn't help with that was we were going to uh bottom of the ninth inning and the producer this is my first tv game comes in my ear and says uh, welcome the country espn is joining us at the bottom of the ninth it's awesome yes. like uh we're not in syracuse anymore no, this uh, is a long way from the target but so when you talk about radio and tv it's interesting because now um i am passive i am basically path of least resistance radio um and so i'll be doing all these spring training games coming up and i've done i think over you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds it is interesting to me how how different it is in tv like i remember the first time i did it with tv i think it was you to you it's actually will middlebrook's first game ever yep and and i they, they say hey you want to do the game tonight sure okay and i kind of appreciate they didn't say do this do that yeah and i, and I was like jabbing right bop 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 like why and then i'm like people are like, why are you talking so much i'm like because i feel like i'm being paid to talk <laughs> but but then you get into like the especially with tv it's not about the talking and then yeah. you get to radio and that's a whole different dynamic between those two things yeah, yeah. so it's yeah. just different right it, it, it is different i mean radio you, you're gonna happen to do every pitch because you're you're their eyes and ears and you know you really they don't know anything until you tell them tv they can see it and that and that's what really helps a lot you know for us to to do it that way uh the way we do it i'm not sure you could do what we do on radio it, it's, it's tough awesome. right you're gonna miss a lot i think yeah it's it's interesting because joe it's it, you know joe joe castiglione of course and Joe be locked in. Yeah. He didn't, there was GMs that he didn't want in the booth in spring training because they talk over the pitches, right? Yeah. But he's locked into the time. But then you get on him on something that he wants to talk about. Oh, Joe, uh, uh, Joe, uh, yeah, what is um, what was the thing? Oh, you know, like talk about no neck Williams in Cleveland and in, in the early <laughs> like there's three innings of but he's still getting in the pitches yeah. so which you don't have to get in the pitches and, right right no yeah, we can yeah. talk over entire at bats yeah. I mean, you can have outs and you, you may not get it from us. yeah yeah <laughs> anyway it's fun man thanks, thanks so much for everything. I appreciate it Rob right. see you in celebration of opening day we've got a special episode of the moth podcast for you the theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people I gaze out at the players on the field and then I uh I look over at my dad and I I realize that in the silence between us that 
something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.